Welcome to the Love is the Verb podcast, a place where we talk all things self-love in order to show up authentically and let our lights shine. I'm your host, Carlin Ben, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and allow your soul to be nourished. I'm back with pillar number four, assertive communication. And y'all, I'm excited. I probably, you can probably hear the giddy in my voice because we're almost there. You have almost successfully made it through all five of the pillars. And just in case, if you are hearing this episode for the first time and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I highly, highly recommend that you go back and listen to the other three pillars, right? Because for example, today's assertive communication, it goes hand in hand with last episode's pillar on boundary setting. Because part of what makes boundary setting so difficult is the fact that you actually have to voice them. And so keeping them in your head is progress because at least you're starting to think about them and your awareness has been raised and you can see that you could implement stronger boundaries in different areas of your life, but it does no good if they stay in your head, all right? So actually saying them, that's the tough part. However, no longer is that the case once you learn how to practice assertive communication. Because speaking up in this way is a way that supports, respects, and upholds your needs, wants, and desires. It's a way that cultivates the growth of self-awareness, builds self-confidence, and improves self-respect, reduces self-doubt, and increases self-acceptance. Yes, it does all of that. Who knew a way of communication could be so powerful? It actually contributes to developing a positive self-image and self-appreciation. And so this is why I have found it to be such an integral part of the journey towards loving yourself more. All right, so the definition of assertive communication is it's a valuable skill that can help you effectively express yourself while leaving room for the rights and opinions of others. It's a communication style that allows you to express yourself in a confident and direct manner without being aggressive, passive, or manipulative. For all of those people out there that take pride in being so blunt and so direct and do it without class or respect of another person's feelings, this conversation is for you too, okay? So we will explore assertive communication, why it's important, and how to practice it effectively. But before we dive into all those deets about assertive communication, I do want to share with you all three types of communication styles. And while I'm describing them, I want you to pay close attention and listen to which one identifies you the most. All right. So first one is aggressive communication. And this is the style that prioritizes one's own needs and opinions over the needs and opinions of others. It involves using intimidating, hostile, or manipulative language in order to achieve one's goals, but often at the expense of others, right? Like you can be firm, and this is what assertive communication is. You can be firm and very clear, but it doesn't have to hurt other people in the process, all right? So this is definitely not the most effective way to communicate. Some of the drawbacks of this communication style are it's disrespectful of others' needs and opinions. 
It damages trust and rapport. It can increase tension and conflict. It often causes misunderstandings and it can decrease self-confidence. And some examples of this type of communication is telling someone you're wrong, I'm right, end of discussion. That is so dismissive. Or maybe saying, do what I say or else. If Flashbacks to childhood uh, from parents, right? But that is definitely an example of aggressive communication, okay? The second style of communicating is passive. And this one hit home for me because this style of communication prioritizes the needs and opinions of others over your own. And so you've heard me say it multiple times, people pleasing was definitely something I struggled with. And this was my main form of communicating. However, some of the drawbacks of this type of communication style is it's disrespectful of one's own needs and opinions. It can damage your self-esteem and self-confidence. It increases tension and conflict. It causes misunderstandings and it can decrease trust and rapport, not only with others, but with yourself. And just a quick note here as well. I know it doesn't feel like this, when you are passively communicating, having a hard time telling other people no, but depending on the type of interaction, this is actually a form of manipulation. And before you go getting, you know, like very upset about it, just hear me out. Because saying yes, when you really want to say no, or agreeing with something that you at your core disagree with just in order to be liked or avoid rejection. This is a way of manipulating people into liking you because the other person isn't getting the real you. They're not getting the authentic version of you that has their own mind, has their own opinion, is okay with standing up for themselves. And so instead you're feeding them the passive version of you and that's manipulation. If you have any questions about that, or you want me to talk a little bit more about this in particular, please don't hesitate to let me know. But that is passive communication. All right. So a couple of examples is saying, it's fine. Don't worry about it. That used to be my go-to. When on the inside, I was fuming about whatever it is that had just happened. All right. Or maybe you could say whatever you want to do, that's fine with me. Another something I would say that was not true at all. All right. So passive and aggressive communication. Before we move on to talking about the third one, which is assertive, I do want to mention that there are times when you can purposely choose to implement one of these communication styles. I've, I've done it for sure. Um, I have definitely, <laughs> I have definitely made the conscious decision to be aggressive in the way that I'm communicating with someone and without going, you know, going on some rant as to why I did that. There are moments when that is hands down, absolutely necessary. And then there's the, um, passive side when maybe you're just not in the mood to, argue with someone or go back and forth, or it's just not, it doesn't matter to you enough to raise issue around it. You can actively engage in passive communication, but I do want to be honest and say, there really is no need for either one of those because you can accomplish every single thing you need to accomplish by using assertive communication. 
All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this third style, which is assertively communicating. And as I stated earlier, this is the style in which the individual expresses their thoughts, feelings, and opinions in a clear and direct manner. And you're doing this while also respecting the thoughts and feelings of others. So you're using firm, confident, and respectful language, and it can help individuals communicate your, their needs and wants effectively. It will help you resolve conflict while also building strong relationships. This is hands down the most effective way to communicate. Some benefits of this type of communication are respectful. It's respectful of both parties, their needs and opinions. It builds trust and rapport with others and yourself. It, re it resolves conflicts effectively. It can prevent misunderstandings and it also increases self-confidence. Now, some examples of practicing assertive communication is saying something like, I feel disappointed when you cancel our plans without letting me know. Instead of aggressively yelling at them, telling them how trifling they are, they always cancel, they make you sick, get on your nerves, <laughs> all of those things. And then another one is, I understand your concerns and I still disagree. Instead of just saying, oh, it's okay, you're right, not a problem at all. All right, so hopefully in hearing those three communication styles, you were able to identify non-judgmentally your communication style, okay? Um, because honestly, I remember the first time when I learned about these different types of styles and I felt all the way called out when it came to that passive definition because it was made clear to me that I wasn't valuing myself and desperately wanting everyone around me to like me was costing me because I lost myself and I didn't know who I was. But it is possible to change. Listen, I, I don't have a problem with doing that now. So there's hope, all right? Be encouraged. Now, why is this important? First and foremost, Assertive communication gives you a way to express and respect how you feel. To express and respect what you want and what you desire. It allows you to show up courageously confident in who you are, period. All right. Next, it helps you build and nurture strong relationships. When you're able to communicate assertively, you're more likely to be understood and respected by others, which can help you build trust and rapport, resolve conflicts, prevent misunderstandings, all of those wonderful things. All right. And lastly, assertive communication can help you achieve your goals and aspirations because you're clearly expressing your needs and desires. Therefore, it's easier to take steps towards progressing towards what it is that you want. All right. So now that we've covered all of those things, how do you practice this? Great question. I'm going to give you four tips to help you become more assertive in your communication. And reminder that every single thing we talk about here takes practice. All right. So the first one, you want to try using I statements. This is such a phenomenal way to communicate because you are expressing your feelings and needs in a clear manner in a direct way. And it removes placing blame on others, which then 
brings down people's uh, guards that they may put up once you start blaming them for all of these different types of things, right? Because you're not pointing your finger at them, you're keeping the finger pointed at yourself and you're expressing how you feel. And when I tell you nobody can ever anywhere and in any way try to tell you how you feel, so it's not even up for discussion when you lead with your feelings. All right, so an example of this is instead of saying, you never listen to me, you could say, I feel very frustrated when I don't feel heard. That's smoother, right? And it just opens up the door for communication. Okay, so the first tip, use I statement. Second, you want to be specific. You want to be direct with what it is that you're needing. And being direct, as we already talked about, doesn't mean being rude, but you want to make sure that your needs and desires are clearly expressed without you dancing all around what it is that you are in need of at that moment. Okay, so the second tip is to be specific. The third one, and <laughs> I'll admit, everything we talk about takes practice, but this right here is an art that does take, may take a little bit more effort than others, but it's to stay calm. The third tip is to stay calm. And I emphasize that it's an art because it's tough in the middle of those heated discussions to maintain your cool and not get angry and look at a person that is yelling at you and not yell back. But it is so essential to stay calm and composed in order that you are able to communicate effectively what it is that you want to say, therefore allowing it to be received well and understood. So staying calm. And then the last tip is to listen actively. I know we're talking about like voicing what it is that you have to say, but another part of communicating well is being able to listen well. And so you want to practice active listening. And so you're able to clearly understand what the other person is trying to say. All right. And doing so also helps the other person feel heard. And we all know that's a good feeling to know that you're being listened to. And the way that you can do this is through reflection. All right. So maybe the person is talking to you and they've said something and you want to make sure that you understand it. You want to repeat it back to them, not like a parrot, but you want to summarize what they've what they've said to you. So maybe they're all heated and very angry and agitated at the way that you spend money. You're always spending this money. You know we're trying to save for a house. To clarify, to clarify and reflect what it is that they just said to you, you could say something like, I understand that you're frustrated because I spend money in a way that makes you think that I'm not serious about us buying a house, right? So you're not repeating exactly what they're saying, but you're letting them know that you get it. And this is helpful when it comes to communicating assertively, because then when you move forward to speak, you're making sure that you're addressing exactly what the problem is versus making an assumption. So you want to listen actively. Okay. So that is assertive communication in a nutshell. You know what it is. You know why it's important. And now you have four tips on how to even see it through. I did want to give one example of just how so far all of these pillars are, they work together hand in hand. And so looking at assertive communication in combination with the other three, self-compassion, vulnerability, and boundary setting, 
Say you're in a situation where you have been invited to a party on a Saturday night and you are extremely tired and you're also torn because you want to go out and be around your friends and people you love. And so you make the tough decision for yourself and you say in response to the invitation, you know what? I think I need some time alone to recharge. So I'm going to pass on the party, but thank you so much for the invitation. And so looking at this and breaking this down with the four pillars we've discussed so far, first and foremost, the fact that you said this out loud and didn't say, okay, I'll see you Saturday night, knowing on the inside that you were super tired, you assertively communicated how you felt. Amazing, right? You practice self-compassion in that moment because you were being kind to yourself. Your body needed rest and you honored that. You implemented a boundary with your time and that I, I need to take this time for me. I, I, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not available to make it. Um, and lastly, you allowed yourself to be vulnerable because you put it out there what it was that you needed. You put it out there that you weren't going to attend and that could have made somebody else very angry, but you chose yourself over someone else. All right, I hope that was a clear example for you to start to see and I will definitely give more next episode when we talk about the final final pillar, which is radical acceptance. And this one is... It's a huge pill to swallow, but it is well worth it. All right. So that's it. And as always, I look forward to being with you. I can't see you, but I look forward to being with you next time. And I am sending you an abundance of love and hugs. As always, sending you an abundance of love, hugs, compassion, and courage. And if you're not already, be sure to follow Love is the Verb on all social platforms or visit me at loveistheverb.com.